Attention, everyone. Vampires. Yes. That's right. We are talking about every young woman's first fictional boyfriend. A vampire. But not just any angsty, sparkly, toothy vampire this week. Uh-uh. We're talking about a mature, worldly, fine drink of wine vampire. Also, he's filthy rich. Getting steamy in a paranormal romance with, you know, a hint of the virgin trope with Geneva Lee's filthy rich vampire. Booyah. Because hashtag vampires don't sparkle. No. Welcome back, everyone. This is the DNF Happy Hour. If you're a listener of our other show, Read, Watch, or DNF, you will uh, probably recognize us, Mel B and the Jackie D over there, your hosts. Last week, uh, we talked about uh, MC Dark Romances with uh, Hades Hangman, first book, uh, which was It Ain't Me, Babe. This week, uh, it's all about uh, the foundation of smut, and that is vampires. Those filthy, sexy vampires very dirty creatures dirty sexual no issues just everything and everyone no boundaries no boundaries anyways just a warning we do record these after our main show which we if you know uh, we drink throughout them so we actually drank before we started the show too so we are a bit slosh not sloppy just you know a little bit uh so we are hashtag sorry not sorry for whatever is about to come out of our mouths let me set the scene for you i am new to twitter uh i think i it's february the beginning of february i kind of got really back into it and took it over from our social media manager at like the beginning of january or like that holiday week right just getting into twitter i at that time fell into sort of a bad reading slump and i think it's because i just binged like 20 of the Ice Planet Barbarian books, and there are 20 more. <laughs> and, I, and I'm pretty sure I did that like in the span of maybe three days, <laughs> right? So I just went yeah. balls to the wall and then was like, I should take a break. On uh, BookTweet, there's the, you know, mutual or moots that we call them. Okay, I'm learning the lingo, Jackie. There is a, a mutual, her name is Brit. Uh, her handle is your best friend, Reed. And I think she is like the mother of BookTweet. Everyone, she's just always there and everyone loves her. She's just the sweetest thing, um, but also super real. And she was constantly posting about this book and how she's obsessed. She loves vampires. She is a hardcore twihard. She loves some Twilight, so whatever. We still love her. But she's posting about this book everywhere. She's retweeting like other people's threads that are raving about this book. She is commenting on everything. And then finally one time, I, I think I just like kind of slid into the thread and was like, what's that? Like, what is, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's Filthy Rich Vampire. That's so good. And I made the comment of like, oh, but I'm in a reading slump and I don't want to go into another one. She's like, no, I have a plan. We're going to get you out of this reading <laughs> slump. She's like, you need to read it right now. So I was like, okay, I can't say no to you. I feel like you'd show up at my front door. 
<laughs> so I will do whatever you say. But my best thing about her, though, is she always, like, writes, like, BB or something, but, like, short for baby. And I just think it's the most endearing thing. So whenever she <laughs> writes to me, she's like, BB, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel special. I feel loved today. So I went to Kindle Unlimited. It's there. It is available. And you know my motto when it comes to Kindle Unlimited now. I'm like, why the fuck not? Added it to the library. Started reading it. I read it in a day. I started it. And I wasn't even like early in the morning. I started it like in the afternoon. And I finished it not that long. I think it's like 300 or something pages. It's not like super chunky, but it's not short either. I don't know if I even if I had finished it yet, Jackie, before I was like, I don't fucking care what you're doing drop it and start reading this i don't know i don't know what jackie was reading but i was like do it now but she just we just read it recently right uh yeah i was actually in the process of going to goodreads to see when i started it and when i finished it my books because jackie's been traveling for work the past couple weeks so it's been awful i've been since the beginning of December, I've been in Virginia, Hawaii, back to Virginia, down to Florida, back to Virginia, to Denver, and then to Norfolk, Virginia, and now I'm back. I want to say you were in Denver when I read it, and Jackie already had, like, her TBR was kind of backed up for what she was going to read, so she's like, I will get to it. I'm reading yeah. Rockstar stuff. I started it on January 18th, finished it on January 21st, Okay, but yep. to be fair... Mm-hmm. Let's check to see what days of the week those were. 18th was a Thursday. I finished it on Saturday. And I was yeah, working so. full days teaching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. She's tired. She gets home, she reads a little bit, goes to sleep. But the weekend, she just went balls to the wall and finished it. Yeah. So there we go. This is a not book talk made me read it. This was a book tweet made me read it. Yep. Actually, a book tweet mutual by the name of Brit was like, you better fucking read it. I was like, all yeah. right. And then I read the second one immediately after that in like a day and a half. Me too. And book three comes out tomorrow. Yay. This episode's going to launch on the day that it launches. So perfect timing. Perfect timing. Because we are behind. People are like, wait a minute. It launched on Tuesday. This is supposed to be on a Friday. We know. We had shit going on. We're sorry. I had a tattoo. We had a lot of stuff going on. We've just been busy. Traveling. Right? Sick. We are. Let's do the overview for this book. Remember, it is available on Kindle Unlimited if you have the subscription, so go for it. Two books are on there. The third book comes out probably when you're listening to this. It's out. So please go now. Julian Rousseau has a problem. He's single and for the world's wealthiest vampires, the social season is about to begin. Julian would rather stake himself than participate in the marriage market. But as the eldest eligible Rousseau, He's expected to find a wife before the season ends, whether he likes it or not. When cellist Thea literally stumbles into his life at a gala, he knows she's the last person he could ever fall in love with. She's too innocent, too kind, and way too human. But now that she knows about his world, she's also a walking target. She needs protection. He needs a fake girlfriend to discourage overzealous vampire matchmaking. So... Julian makes Thea an irresistible offer. Pretend to be his lover and he'll change her life. For one year, they'll attend the season's social events together in exchange for his protection and a way out of her mother's crippling medical debt. She can't say no, but the vampire world is impossibly decadent and darker than Thea ever imagined. And Julian's filthy rich vampire family wants her out of the way. But with each moment they share, 
new dangers emerge, a desire as forbidden as their stolen touches, an awakening of a long dead heart, and secrets that could tear them both apart. <laughs> so dramatic. Our lesson for today is we're dealing with a paranormal romance. Okay. I like to call this the gateway into the monster fuckers. So if you're reading the paranormal romance with the werewolves, vampires, maybe like a, I don't know, like a damper in there, you know, those type of creatures, you're on your way. You're going to be reading orc smut soon. <laughs> so a paranormal romance is a subgenre of both romantic fiction and speculative fiction. Paranormal romance focuses on romantic love and includes elements beyond the range of scientific explanation, blending together themes from the speculative fiction genres of fantasy, science fiction, and horror. Hmm. It's a very astute definition of paranormal romance. Yeah. I'm very. just going to tell you paranormal is like you're, you're fucking a vampire or a werewolf. Just pick one. Yep. <laughs> Second part of this lesson, we're doing the virgin heroine trope. In here, Thea, the heroine, the main female character, she is a virgin. But the story itself has a, has a main plot identifier that surrounds the fact that she is a virgin and what could happen if Julian succumbs to this and takes her virginity. It's a big fucking deal. Virgin trope here, okay? The virgin romance trope centers on at least one of the main characters being a virgin, typically the female. I have read a few where the male is the virgin. Interesting to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the part of this is that they're often entering a relationship and falling in love with the other main character in an effort to end their virginity. Now, I wanted to think about this story. And there is a lot of talk where she's like, she wants to lose her virginity. And that's why she sort of wants to throw herself at him. So it, it's there. It fits all the markers of the virgin heroine trope. I have to read you this though, because I found while I was doing my research, there's an actual dissertation on um, liter like romance in literature. So this is from somebody's dissertation for their, <laughs> their doctorate, okay? It says, virginity is the only word in the English language for something which is actually a not thing. Virgin, in quotes, is an identity based on not doing something, on not having an, an experience. It's an absence. And yet it's still figured so often as something transactional, something that can be given, taken, stolen, or thrown away. Mm. Very deep. Yeah. Never considered it that way, but yeah. It's a not thing, Jackie. Weird. All right, we got our reviews for this. So we got about uh, 2,100 ratings, 270 reviews. I, I'm pretty sure these books are relatively new, and I don't think a lot of people know about them, so we're going to fucking hype them up. And it's a 4.19 out of 5, which I, that's pretty good. 50% of those are 5 out of 5. 27% yeah. are 4 out of 5. And then 3 to 1 makes up the last 20%. 5 out of 5. I was going to only give this a 4-star rating. Because was it cheesy and filled with sexy vampire stereotypes and tropes? Absolutely. But yet, there was something so oddly addicting about it that I find myself desperate for the next book. While it was mostly filled with spicy activities, there was also an air of mystery that has me wondering what the heck is up with the rights. That's the things during this season of events. And what is going to happen to these wild Rousseau's? <laughs> I, this, this review resonates with me because I feel it. Because yeah. I was like, oh, this is so ridiculous. But no, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Or like the uh, spicy activities too. I want to say, okay, so 
it's definitely spicy, but I would not say it's like smutty smut smut. No. It has just like a couple tasteful, maybe somewhat detailed scenes, and that's about it. Yeah. Book two, however. A lot more. (sighs) Okay. Three out of five. The start of this book was so fun. I was instantly hooked and loved the MC's uh, MC's chemistry. Then it started going downhill. This book was the most unbelievable cock block, has the most unbelievable cock, cock block scene I have ever read in my entire life. In my entire life. I was just interested to know what that cock block scene was. It's been a bit. Uh, I've read a bunch of stuff since here, since this. Yeah, I don't know. But we'll, we'll figure it out, but I guess there's some sort of cock blocking happening, which, you know. Yeah. Okay, another three out of five here. The beginning of Filthy Rich Vampire has all of the elements of a five-star vampire series. Halfway through this book, the genre changed from romance to fantasy. Uh, okay. And that, all capital, was not all capital, what I signed up for. I was so disappointed. The author lives up to the filthy title and does the reader dirty. Oh my god. (laughs) Fading out (laughs) of all the intimate scenes. What? It was like two authors wrote this book. Shedding a tear for a book that could have been great. So they're upset that it wasn't smutty. Yeah. Hmm. That's fair. I mean, it's fair. They yeah. felt like they were, you know, lied to. I get it. Whatever. Okay, a one out of five. Do not be deceived by the cover. Encased within beauty, you'll find dung. D-U-N-G, dung. From chapter one on, the book drags you excruciatingly slow through the mud. The stench of uninteresting and useless detail after detail plagues what could have been. Clean the book up with a hefty dose of editing, logic, and spice, and the outside might match the interior. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Last one out of five. Gotta have that DNF. This is DNF at sign 36%. Holy misogyny and grooming. What in the hell did I just read? Whatever it was, it wasn't even written well. That's arguable. What's the point of dual POVs if you're just going over the same scenes? I'm not here for any of it. I think the point of the dual POVs is because they're thinking different things during the same time. Yeah, you get to see two different perspectives. (laughs) Uh, Just in FYI, most of the one out of fives that I found were DNFs. And not even at like... Not even this far, at like a quarter of the way through the book. I read the first page and I hated it. Yeah. Which actually, like, I, uh, that's fine. But I feel like I don't think you should be rating it. Like, if it's just not calling to you, I don't think you have enough to actually give it yeah. a full review or a rating. It's not fair. Just leave it alone. Yeah. All right. This is the part where we switch it up. We do a 180 from our other show where we talk about, you know, how they adapted it. Now we're going to talk about how we would adapt it, because there is no adaptation yet. First, Jackie, what is your, who is your favorite character, and who would you cast? Okay, my favorite character in the book, and she isn't in the book too much, mm-hmm. but it is Jacqueline. <laughs> Not because it's my name, but sure, uh, she is Julian's best and oldest friend. They grew up together sometimes circa like the fucking roman empire or some bullshit yes, like that no he old. said he was he said he was born sometime around the battle of hastings so we're talking 1066 um but uh so i i struggled with this mel okay. helped me out a little bit just a little bit yeah i someone like scarjo but not scarjo yeah we don't want her no 
she has to be beautiful, but able to kick someone's ass, like, quick. So Mel offered up Blake Lively, which I, I could definitely go with that. Yeah, I could see her. She's yeah. witty. She's tall. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's blonde. Yeah. She could be a badass. And I'm, like, imagining her from um, A Simple Favor. Yeah. Like, that type of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Sabine. That's the mom. I know how I love how we didn't pick any of the main characters. We're like we like these side yeah. bitches. So I picked Sabine, the mom, and I I was on the fence. There's a part of me that wanted to say um, Zoe Saldana. I wanted to say Zoe Saldana because there's a part I just feel like she could do it. And yeah. I know that the character per se is is not necessarily descriptive as like a person of color, but I feel like you could cast Zoe in this and it would work really well because mm-hmm. she's kind of pixie-ish. Obviously she's beautiful, but she's also just vicious and a badass. Mm-hmm. But so that is one of them I thought about. I would still like to see that, but I think another a French actress is um Marion Cotillard. She uh she is French. She's been in movies like um she was in the Batman with Bane. She's yeah. the girl from uh, was born in the darkness. You know that yeah. one. Uh, she's she's been in a lot of other movies. She kind of she has a wide range, but I've seen her playing sort of these not necessarily the best people. So I feel like she could do it, and I feel like she could have that pure French snotty attitude that the mom has. Yeah, because you needed to find somebody that is has the air of an older being but not the look because obviously yeah. they stop aging when they're like 30. Mm-hmm. I think she could do it. All right. So we have uh, our two non-leading ladies. We've casted our side bitches. Now, Jackie, how is this getting adapted? I say movie, but original for Netflix or HBO Max or something like that. Oh, just okay. Yeah. Fair. It could, Fair. it could, it could spin off into, to a whole series. Get, get the second one and the third one. and Like a series of movies like Twilight. Yeah. But okay. better. No but better we love you brit we're sorry <laughs> but you gotta admit it's kind of trash anyway <laughs> i'm gonna go with movie but i'm thinking we're doing a full-blown production and i'm saying bloom house okay because bloom house don't give a fuck all right yeah it's going to be ridiculous but it's also going to be kind of gritty and that's what i yeah. think we deserve so mm-hmm. movie bloom house let's go all right Bloomhouse has picked up the contract. We have uh, Marion Cotillard and Blake Lively on set, ready to go. What scene has to be in this adaptation for it to be a go? Jackie, you go first. The opera, before this shit hits the fan, when Julian mm-hmm. decides he's going to pleasure Thea. Hey. Bite her for the first time. Hey. Yeah. Daddy, but then, what? then shit like just totally hits the fan and people and vampires die yeah it's like it's a rebellion and stuff no spoilers no spoilers just no i will say um i forget Britt gave me a i asked her if she were since we're talking about julian i asked her like if she could cast it who would she cast she's like well no but who she sees in her mind is john cortajarena cortajarena i think he's spanish i don't know him per se but he is gorgeous i'm gonna send you a screenshot please do and i was like you know what i agree yes he is beautiful so i say yes brit absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing let's go so that's who we would have as our leading man and i'll post that on the discord so you can see but yes so my scene has to be this because i feel like it speaks to my bougie bitch self and that is when julian takes thea to her apartment building for the first time and he pulls in 
and he is just judging so hard. He's horrified. Yes, at her shitty little apartment building. He's just mortified. He's looking around. He's making the most crazy accusations about this building. Um, but then he also, like, when she goes in, he's kind of waiting. And then he does, I believe that's when he gets, like, almost carjacked. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of going after the wrong dude here. But um, thank you for the free meal. And now be on your way. <laughs> yeah. That has to be in there because that's just... It really speaks to his character about how fucking bougie he is, but it speaks to me as well. And then also, I think it's just really funny. And they have to have the carjacking, like the little crackhead that comes up to go after yeah. him. Because yeah. he's like in a really nice like BMW or something. He's got a really nice car. Yeah, or a Mercedes. Mercedes, something like that. Yeah. It's German, either way. There's lots of technology that he doesn't know how to work because he went to sleep in like 1980 something. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, we have our actors. We have Bloomhouse putting all the money up front. The screenwriters have added our scenes. Mm -hmm. Are you going to watch this, Jackie? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm going to snatch it up on Apple TV the second it comes out. And if they allow me to pre-order it, I will pre-order it. You know, if it doesn't go straight to streaming. But if it's like in the movie theater, I'm there. We're there opening night, Jackie. Yep. And then we're probably going to watch it like three more times. And then when it does go streaming, we have a watch party on Discord. Yeah. Bring in everybody in. Yeah. It's going to be like my, my go-to comfort movie where instead of Steven putting on one of his shitty 80s movies to fall asleep <laughs> to, I'm going to put this on. Killer clowns from outer space. Jackie, don't start. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll try to keep it quiet. Maybe he didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> We have our adaptation uh, planned out. Let's do a little recap on what we've learned. Uh, so we got our paranormal romance. It's vampires, you know, part fantasy, part science fiction, usually includes a vamp or a werewolf, that kind of deal. Maybe you got a ghost in there. Uh, but <laughs> AKA, it's, it is the gateway to monster fucker romance. I'm telling you, if you're comfortable with some smutty vampires, you are not far off from orc splooge yeah okay it's everywhere next part was the virgin heroine trope you know her purity is something special blah 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 it is something very special ish kind of it's a big deal in the book read it uh but it's you know aka also like we still can't get over this societal hump when it comes to women that's really what it is garbage garbage <laughs> All right, next week, we're we're going to jump into the Omegaverse. Uh, Jackie and I are still very, very, very new to the Omegaverse. So we're going to go over, I would call it like a good dummies guide for Omegaverse-ish. And that is Baby and the Late Night Howlers. Also, people are calling it the Sweetverse because it's just fucking adorable. It is adorable. So Baby and the Late Night Howlers, that's next week. Omegaverse, let's go. But until then, be smutty. Bye. Bye.